0: This is episode number five with British actor Tommy Hattō. Uh, Tommy's acting career is quite unique in that he stumbled into acting. It wasn't something he dreamed of doing, but by stumbling into it, he's landed roles in movies like Marvel's Thor and Fast and Furious 8, and he's worked with people like J-Lo, and he's got a movie coming out later this year starring Samuel L. Jackson. Welcome to Zila Food. Zela is the German word for soul, so soul food, but Zela food. This podcast is in conjunction with Zela magazine, an online magazine bridging faith, cultures, and culture. I'm Ali Portee, an American Southern girl who travels and loves talking to people. I'm bringing you conversations from global movers and shakers from somewhere in the world. From these conversations, hopefully you'll be inspired to move and shake too. Thanks for spending time with me today, I hope you get fed, so let's begin. So yeah, as I was saying before, Tommy stumbled into acting, and he's also a model. I think his journey into acting should be in a movie itself, because it's like something that you see in a movie. Uh, Tommy studied journalism and was working in a PR company in London, and was sent to the 2012 London Film Festival as a part of his job. There he met actor Dustin Hoffman, who told him he had a face for acting. And Tommy took him seriously and got active into the business. So, yeah, like, that's something that you only see in a movie, really. But uh, he got the role um, in Thor later, Thor The Dark World, in 2012, and worked with J-Lo. And he auditioned for her movie, The Boy Next Door. But he didn't get it, although he should have. But he talks about all of this in the interview, so I'll let him tell it. And he talks about his upcoming movie, The Last Full Measure, uh, which is about the Vietnam War, and it stars Samuel L. Jackson. So uh, turn up your volume and enjoy this interview with actor Tommy Hato. So for those who don't know you, what is it that you do?
1: Okay, uh, so I imagine most people probably aren't going to be familiar with my work. Um, but I started off my career as an actor probably around five years ago Mm -hmm. Um, and it was never something that I wanted to pursue growing up Um, and I kind of happened to just fall into it naturally and organically. I was living in London at the time uh, working for a PR company, I was an intern Mm -hmm. uh, because journalism was what I studied and it just so happened by chance that one of the events that we were covering was London Film Festival. And one of the opening films for that was a film called Quartet, which was directed by Dustin Hoffman.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we did a Q and A with him afterwards. And one of my colleagues asked him a question and we had a chat with him. And it wasn't until that he turned to me and just said that uh, he was like, hey, you you, you have a face for camera. Um, now whether, whether he says to many people not but uh, yeah I took that I took that as a very massive compliment and being London Film Festival where there's so many industry experts you know from directors to actors filmmakers uh, there was a casting director there um, who was was also in the room and they approached me afterwards and asked if I wanted to audition for a movie Mm -hmm. Um, it was a very small role um, but the movie was Thor 2 Mm, Um, And I got the part, and yeah, as I said, it's a very small role, but that sort of kick-started my career, and then I got an agent after that. Um, Yeah, and then i had some acting work since, and that sort of led down into a modelling route too.
0: Yeah, like the rest is history kind
1: of thing yeah yeah I mean it's it's crazy because you hear about these stories that actors say when you read magazines and interviews with them how people are discovered in supermarkets and you always sort of question the credibility of that whether people are just found um but I really am sort of an example that it can just happen from nowhere
0: yeah That's really awesome. And so what was like the first day on set that you, um, how was that for you? Because this wasn't like you weren't a childhood actor. And so what was that like coming from journalism? It
1: was, it was the scariest day of my life. I remember we had a a. 4am call. And so I, I came from home um, Mm -hmm. and I remember driving to set because we were actually shooting at Stonehenge. Um, and my house isn't too far away. I live in the countryside in England.
0: Oh, it's very country out there.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. We live we live um, in the countryside, away from sort of the big cities, and I remember driving at like 3 a.m. down just... My heart was beating, because again, <laughs> I've never done anything like this before. I think I had done a few school plays, um, but nothing on the size of a scale of even being in a movie, let alone something of this massive, like, budget Hollywood film. Yeah,
0: and everyone knows Thor, so...
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course, I mean, you know, and that already, that film already has a massive fan base, it it made loads of money, and uh, the Marvel films did, Um, and even though, you know, my, my part was very small, it was still fantastic to be a part of something so major. Um, so just driving down my heart was racing and I just remember seeing I can't remember how far but from quite a distance I just saw these massive huge floodlights and as you can imagine if you're in the middle of fields uh, you expect it to be dark um, and and yeah the whole fields were lit up with these lights and I just saw trailers and lorries everywhere That first day on set, it really felt... You're just in like a little town. I've never been on a film set before, so it was crazy to be in this film set and just see the size of how big big the film set is.
0: Yeah. Which is completely different from even going to a film festival or journalism. Like, were you in broadcast journalism or...
1: Um, No, it was sort of written, written journalism. So again, I've never had any sort of on-air experience or any camera experience.
0: Yeah, so, wow. And, like, working with the other actors, did you focus on your role there and nothing else, or were you learning how a set is conducted? Do
1: you know I I can still remember it very clearly, and it's... I think when you're so... You know, I'm still young now, but younger then. And you just take everything in. I think everything is... Like when you're a kid and you go to a theme park and everything is just so big. Mm -hmm. And really, again, a film set of this scale was huge. So you're just taking in seeing the hair and makeup and the costume and all the uh, crew members moving the camera equipment and how big these cameras are. Yeah. And even from like the, you know, the canteen lorries, you know, everything was so new to me that you just, everything was excitable. But uh, I don't think it, I don't think it kind of sank in at the time.
0: Yeah, it just probably all happened so fast. How many days were you on set?
1: Uh, Three days.
0: Okay, well, that's still awesome. And then you, then there's like J-Lo, like what was it like working with her?
1: yeah so it was yeah so from then I got an agent and working with Jennifer Mm -hmm. do you know what Ali she she's one of the nicest people I've ever met Uh,
0: Um, and
1: that comes from a place of beforehand and this is where you read stories in the media Um, you know she has this so-called reputation Mm -hmm. Um, and I think working on her with the show that you in your head you just believe what you read yeah That you know, she's a diva or she's demanding, so and she is a very larger than life character. But meeting her, she's very down to earth, she's very silly, she's very friendly, um, and she likes to have fun. But at the same time, she just watching her, we did a documentary Mm -hmm. um, on her sort of career, and just watching her, she again is very disciplined and she knows exactly what she wants to achieve, and she has this mindset which. Um, is very sort of determined and do you know what coming out from that and and then I got to work with her again because she actually, her management invited me to audition for a movie she had done. Um,
0: the Boy Next Door. A few years
1: ago. Pardon?
0: The Boy Next Door.
1: <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. yeah, so we actually screen tested with, with Jennifer. I didn't get it, but um, yeah again, getting to work with her and really sort of see her work ethic. She's when i look back now she's one of the hardest working people i've ever met Mm. um and she's sort of an inspiration to me you know she's she's one of those people that whatever she wants to do she'll put her mind to it and she does it um and that's sort of the working ethic that i've taken from working with her
0: yeah
1: um because i for me i always say i'm a student of life i'm always You know, you don't stop learning from the day you leave school, you're always learning every day. Um, And for every new person I meet, if you can take something away that they taught you, then that's great because it's gonna help build yourself and to be a better person. And the one thing that I take from her is just how hard she works.
0: I've heard that she's a hard worker and I guess that's why she's been able to accomplish so much with dance and music and having a clothing line at one time and all that she does. Um,
1: yeah, that's it. It's, it's crazy. It
0: is. It is. Um, did you audition for the main role in The Boy Next Door?
1: I did, yes. Okay. Have you seen the movie?
0: I have, I have because I um, enjoy watching her films, and it was a few years later after I saw it, I didn't see it right away. But it's nice to see her, I guess, in a suspenseful film, and it's a shame you didn't get the part.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, I watched the movie, too. I thought they did, did a great job. And Ryan, um, who who was the, the boy next door, he did a great job, too. Um, again, yeah, it would have been amazing to, you know, being the guy that I don't know, has a love scene with J-Lo. Um, yeah. But... You yeah, know, things, you, never
0: you never know. You never know. Another film role might come up in the future.
1: Exactly, that's right.
0: Yeah, so um, it seems like, you know, you didn't have this passion for acting, like you just kind of landed into it. Do you have any advice or thoughts for, especially like kids in school, high schoolers or even college students who um, are freaking out like, oh my gosh, I got to get a job right after graduation or what am I going to do with my life? When you look at your life story so far what advice do you have for just, you know, going with the flow and opportunities will come and you can't plan for an opportunity that may be something completely different than what you studied for?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is something that I'm always asked a lot um, in terms of I studied for something completely different to the field that I work in now. Yeah. And my advice to anybody who is you know growing up wanting to aspire to be something or perhaps not even knowing what they want to do um, is to just really you know work hard it's if you have an idea of what you want to do uh, whether that's be a doctor or be a teacher or anything you know work hard in that field Um, but just be prepared that things can change Um, and really my only advice to people is just to follow what your gut says. Mm Because that's what I've done, you know, I wouldn't have, if I didn't want to carry on pursuing acting because I didn't feel like I could do it, then I would have stopped a long time ago, you know, it's it's one of the hardest industries to work in, it's super competitive, Mm -hmm. and you're competing with people who have, in my case, have gone to drama school, have, you know, been to acting schools, and I'm very fresh and I'm very inexperienced, um, but on that same token, is that if I've wanted to do that, I've now hired an acting coach. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be the best that I can be. So that's absolutely fine for
0: yeah. me. Yeah. It's quite interesting how passions come in life as you go. Um, on your Instagram, um, like bio it says that you're like an occasional actor so does that mean that you have passions in other areas and what are those passions
1: (laughs) do you know what it's i say that because for me uh you know acting is a passion it's something that i love Mm -hmm. i again i wouldn't be trying to pursue a, a career in this industry if i didn't love it um but for me i'm really One of my biggest passions is the ocean, Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I also studied marine biology and I wanted to be a marine biologist, Um, and anything to do with the ocean is my passion, I love on my days off or when I have spare time, I love surfing, I love scuba diving, I'm a qualified scuba diver, Um, I love swimming, so for me those are the top priorities of my passions, if that makes sense.
0: You're from the... You're in the wrong country right now for that. (laughs) Do
1: you know what? I keep... So many people say this to me because everybody says, you should have been born in, like, California or Australia. And, you know, I've been to those countries and I've done the surfing there. I've been... I'm a huge outdoors person, but in England, we just don't have the weather for it.
0: No. No, unless you like the Lake District and hiking, then that's kind of... Yeah, that's
1: right. I'm I'm a big hiking fan, but... uh, Yeah, I'm more of a sunny California, hiking in the sun guy.
0: Do you think that you would like move to LA and and pursue like acting there? Do you feel you have to be in LA for your acting career to grow?
1: Um. Yes and no. Uh, I I lived in LA for a while around two years ago. Mm -hmm. To try and I was out there for pilot season, auditioning out there. And in terms of probably getting the roles yes uh that's that's the hub of acting um in hollywood you know that's where they commission all the new tv shows and where they're looking for the new actors and doing all the auditions for pilots Mm -hmm. um so yeah you know in terms of the opportunities and the doors that open then la is where you need to be
0: um
1: but on the same token is that there's a great amazing production in london um, mm. that, you know, British TV and film is now becoming more at the forefront. Um, and they're making even Hollywood movies. They're bringing in filming in studios in England. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it is starting to Take sort off. of disperse away from, from LA.
0: Yeah. So then you can, are you going to focus then on the British scene then?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I mean, for me, it's, sort of working in depending on you know it doesn't have to be a a specific country as such but i like to see what material comes through and what roles that i think are going to add to my acting resume um you know again if i'm living in england probably the majority of productions are going to be british if i'm in l.a the majority of productions are going to be american Mm um so for me it's England's my home, um, it's where I feel comfortable, I love LA, um, but I feel I am just very British and I just think, uh, at the moment, British television is is really great.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you've got a film coming out with Samuel L. Jackson, right, sometime this year?
1: Yes, so I think, I'm, don't quote me, I'm not entirely too sure, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to be out at the end of the year.
0: Okay, what's it about? Can you speak a little bit about it? Yeah,
1: sure. Um, So the movie is called The Last Full Measure. Um, So yes, do you know what? It's about the present day and these American army veterans who are looking to get a colleague of theirs who has died um, the Medal of Honor Mm -hmm. posthumously um, because back in the Vietnam War, this airman had rescued so many soldiers but was never recognized for it mm-hmm. um so really the sort of challenge in the movie is these veterans at the moment just really pushing in the courts to fight to posthumously give um this man called william pittsenbargan uh, the medal of honor
0: okay wow and then what was your role
1: uh so it's really I played the, a younger version of a soldier. Um, so the film set in the present day and we have flashbacks actually to the Vietnam War. Um, so yeah in the scenes of, with the Vietnam War is where you'll be able to see me but uh, it was great you know working, working on that film was probably the highlight of my career so far and you know when you look at the cast of that film when you're working with people like Samuel L. Jackson, Ed Harris, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Irvine, they such from a different array of stages in their career um, from people who are already had incredible success to people who are just coming and gaining relatively new success and actors like Cody Walker and Jimmy Jagger uh, who were just starting out and this is one of their first films Um, so it was a very mixed bag of career paths yeah
0: yeah and what what was it like working with Samuel L. Jackson, and then some of the lesser-known actors in the film. Does it, like, help you with your acting, beef up your age? It does,
1: you know. I, I didn't actually get to personally work with Samuel L. Jackson. Okay. Uh, I would have loved to. He's one of my favorite actors, and I, I'm a massive fan of his. Maybe, hopefully, at the premiere, I yeah. may be able to uh, meet him.
0: Yeah.
1: But, you know, working with Jeremy, um, who who's probably... Probably the most known of the younger cast um, and the most experienced. Uh, he's also British. Mm-hmm. It was great, you know. In, in in terms of just watching these other actors who have had more experience than me, it was really fascinating to see how they put their work ethic into a movie and how they sort of move around a scene, how they rehearse their lines, and really just how we work together. Um, I would totally recommend this sort of camaraderie that we had because um, really we were out in the jungle in thailand oh wow for like two weeks um and it was really a very small set um it was the actors and we had to you know stay together in the hotel move to set work together uh, you know it wasn't anybody was going back to their trailers we were really sort of bare in the jungle um spending like 12 to 14 hours with each other wow. then going back to the hotel so you know when you're in such close proximity with people mm-hmm. um you really get to study them uh not just their, how they work but also them personally and you get to build great relationships both professionally and personally with them
0: yeah i can imagine and then it just helps you grow as an actor too um yeah what actor or actress would you like love to work with
1: okay this is an easy question <laughs> so um actress is going to be sandra bullock i'm a wow. huge huge sandra bullock fan <laughs> i think i've seen every sandra bullock movie there is and you know it's not only guilty pleasure i would say it to anybody um in terms of actors mm-hmm. i'm a huge fan of tom hardy
0: oh uh, yeah he's awesome
1: yes another great talented british actor and i'm also in terms of Sort of classic actors. I would love to work with Robert De Niro. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah, he's really awesome. Hopefully, yeah, one day I mean, you'll get Raging to do Ball
1: that. Is one of my favorite movies.
0: Yeah, and um, maybe even Al Pacino too. I hear he like takes actors under his wing. And
1: yeah, do you know what? It's, it's really I would love to work with, and that's why I chose Tom Hardy i 'm um, a massive fan of his acting i 'm also massive fans of sort of method actors who really take their craft seriously um because I think from knowledge perspective they 'll have so much knowledge to give um and I feel like i I just want to learn as much as I can about the industry um and about acting in general because for me there is no i 'll never be the perfect actor because there 's always going to be something that I can do to improve myself
0: yeah of course. But it's a great field to like just meet a lot of people, have good networks, and do what you love. Just enjoy doing that. Yeah, what do you know what? It's
1: I'm very lucky at the moment in my career that I've been able to work with so many great people. You know, from directors, I've worked with Michael Bay, um, and then actors. You know, as you say, I've seen Jennifer Lopez, and in terms of her sort of work ethic doing singing, dancing. Um, I've been able to speak with Dustin Hoffman. Um, I've worked with Will Smith. Um,
0: You know, he's my cousin, but um, he's from a part of the family that, okay, so my great-great-grandparents had over 12 children. And so then, when you know, everyone goes and has a lot of children and you lose contact. So at like family reunions, people just say, hey, we're cousins, but (laughs) we don't know. Like, the details of it, but yeah. yeah, he's from, like, you know, it's not a close, like, he's not my nuclear family, but yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. That yeah. But that is a great story to share, right, at a dinner party.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, if I ever see him, I'll be like, you know, we're cousins, um, I'll have to, like, try and figure out exactly how, I'm not making it up, but yeah. Yeah,
1: that's, that's right, I'm sure, do you, could you imagine how many people probably say they're a relative of his?
0: That's true, yeah, a lot of people probably, do you get that? Like, people, like, emailing you, like, oh, I'm your long-lost cousin?
1: No, I don't, okay. you know, it's, it's, it's funny, because... I've never had that but it's it's strange because I'm not used to sort of uh, this famous lifestyle nor do I really want it yeah um, but when I've been out with friends and people have come up and asked for a photo or autograph I'm probably the most shocked out of everyone um, even with my friends there I just it, it, it's strange concept to me that people would know who I am and uh, would want to come and have a photo with me even yeah. though do you know what I would do it to any other actor, I would be the first in line to ask for a photo.
0: Right. Uh, I guess I hear that the British are quite um, reserved when it comes to like freaking out about an actor or a famous person, but I guess you don't really fit that mole. Like, you'll just (laughs) go and ask as well.
1: Well, maybe. I'm not too sure. It depends. It depends if they seem approachable. Uh, Mm. You know, I I have actually worked with a few people before who, who haven't been the nicest let's say Mm. Um, so I've not sort of approached them Um, but yeah genuinely if they if they seem approachable and nice and you know I'm not gonna if they're eating dinner I'm not gonna run up to them and ask for a photo sure Uh, um, there's a time and place um, I would expect that and people should expect that of other people
0: exactly I guess you know people come up to you you have no idea that they know who you are but I, um, viewers of movies you know know they're actors and so I guess for them when they see you they're like oh my gosh it's Tommy <laughs>
1: yeah do you know what it's funny I did a signing um, in Manchester
0: yeah
1: uh, last year um, it was at a Comic-Con and we were driving back from the hotel and there was a few people in the car who were signing um, you know some people from Doctor Who and some set makers from other TV shows. Mm-hmm. And we got up to the car and we saw this group of people stood outside the hotel. And, okay, I thought, I'm just gonna go past, nobody's gonna know who I am, and then ask for autographs from the other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was funny because they walked, these people were in the car with, they walked in front, and the group of people walked past them and came up to me and asked for a photo. Um, and wow. it took me by surprise totally you know i'm more than happy to sign and take photos with people but uh, i just it really freaks me out sometimes
0: yeah so if you become a, a big a-list actor then you'll be you'll get used to it by a certain yeah i'm
1: sure <laughs> i'll get used to it you know
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. Can, you, can you tell me just a little bit about yourself you're from england but you're half thai half british right So what was it like growing up between two cultures?
1: Uh, Do you know what? It was probably at the time I never appreciated it. Um, Now,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I'm so thankful that, you know, I had the chance to be able to be born in England. um, And I went to kindergarten in Thailand. And because from where my Thai family are from is a very primitive rural area area of thailand mm-hmm. um it's very different in contrast to the life that i live in england um so to see both sides of like a, a first world country and a third world country and to be a part of that has really been eye-opening um, and has really gave me a sense of perspective in the world that there are the the cultures who aren't as fortunate as what i am today and what you know people around me in england are mm-hmm. um, and i think it just gives me a sense of gratitude.
0: Yeah, did well, growing up, did you like hate it? I've heard of like, you know, mixed race children hating growing up between two cultures.
1: Um, it wasn't, not that I hated it, oh. um, but it was, it was kind of difficult um, in ways that when I was growing up, it was never it wasn't common to have mixed-race children yeah. um so you know and kids can be very nasty mm-hmm. um when you're younger yeah, yeah. um so i always you know called different names because i didn't look the same as anybody else um but again i think again like, over the years it, it gives you a thicker skin and you know the things that have happened in my past i'm very grateful for again because this industry it you know this industry isn't cushy you know you it can be cutthroat. Mm-hmm. So I sort of draw from whatever my childhood was. has sort of made me to grow stronger into the industry I'm in now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Wikipedia says that you speak Thai, Arabic and Italian and of course English. Are, so you speak Arabic and Italian as well?
1: Not fluently. Okay. Uh, my girlfriend can speak Italian fluently. She's English but she studied Italian. Um So we can sort of to converse in Italian with each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Arabic was something that I did as a hobby Um, and I can write it and I can speak. I can probably speak about 50%. Um, The problem with languages is that I'm one of those people if you're going to speak to me you have to speak slowly so Um. I can understand and then I can reply. Um, It just takes a while for me to sort of converse in my head and reply. But uh, yeah, I would say that I'm getting to fluency with those two languages. And I'm fluent in Thai.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Like, so I guess in your household growing up, whichever, which parent is Thai, like? My mother. Okay, so did she say only Thai in the house?
1: No, it was sort of a mix of the two. She, she came to England um, sort of the year I was born, so she wanted to use English. So it was sort of like a, a Spanglish mix of Thai and uh, English mm-hmm. uh, around the house.
0: I see, I see. So, um, how do you stay grounded? Like, do you have a, a faith or a spiritual practice that keeps you grounded and humble?
1: Yeah, and do you know what? It's, it's one of the benefits that I see as being mixed race, is that my dad is a Christian, my mum is a Buddhist, um, and to grow up and have those two sort of faiths in my life has really guided me just to stay humble and stay grounded. Um, you know, I believe in God, and I do recite and look at the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the same token, as, as my mum is Buddhist, I've also, you know, done very sort of traditional Buddhist things—been um, to t- temples, uh, seen monks. Uh, you know, there will be people who would say you can't be both, mm-hmm. uh, but it's something that I've grown up with, and it's not a decision that I would have to choose one over the other. Um, it's one of those, those reasonings that I can see, I can see and relate to pieces of each each faith, um, and that's what works for me.
0: I see, very very interesting. And um, do you, do you go to the temple in um, in England in London, or do you go to a church, or occasionally?
1: You know, it's it's probably occasionally to the church, um, but I'm all, I always pray. Um, just to be thankful, I'm always very thankful for the things I have in my life, my family, my friends. Um, you know, so I, I I pray at night. um and again, on the Buddhist side, I'm always just reciting sort of Buddhist scriptures.
0: I see. yeah, uh, I was in London for six months last year and I stayed with um a, a Taiwanese friend who's um Buddhist.
1: so oh, really? I got to
0: learn a lot about Buddhism that I didn't know
1: yeah I mean, I just got back from Thailand about a few days ago yes yeah, um way. and out there I yeah I went to a temple and I saw a monk and I, it's sort of a yearly tradition I do that I go see a monk and they'll bless me um and at the moment they put this string on your arm mm-hmm. uh, mean brings good luck and I stick have it and uh, you know I'll wear it until it falls off because that's what the tradition is
0: yeah, yeah did you like go to a monastery and stay a few days or just visited.
1: I didn't know but one of the one of the sort of policies I suppose mm-hmm. if you were to stay is that you would have to like wear the robe um you'd also have to shave your head
0: ah, okay.
1: um so it's it it's one of those things I'm kind of I'm a bit protective of my hair I've shaved my head in the past for a role it's not a good look so I'm not too sure if I would do it again I
0: see I see <laughs> well um a a couple of last questions so when you're not acting are you in thailand enjoying the water or do you have like another kind of job that you do uh, that you enjoy when you're not acting
1: no do you know what it's uh, again i'm very thankful for that this sort of industry i do the acting Mm -hmm. um and now the modeling is something that i can do full-time um at the moment, we're sort of toying ideas uh, for st- different business ventures to come out mm. uh, later this year. Uh, I actually have a book that will be out next year, um, mm. a lifestyle book. So that's in the process of being published. Awesome. Um, and really, it's sort of just just finding ideas that I am passionate about and that I believe in, um, whether that's acting um, or other work, because. I think on the platform that I'm building up, um, it's nice to be able to to uh, show people that different life lessons, I suppose. So the book that I have coming out is more of a, I wouldn't say, it's more like a motivational positivity book because that's my mantra, um, I'm always very positive, positive and, yeah. you know. Believing in myself and something if I can show that based on the platform I built up with acting mm-hmm. um, Then I think that's a good thing
0: What can the world see from you and for the rest of this year's this the movie that you have coming out, right? And,
1: um, yes, so are... the movie that is coming out um, Just doing some auditions at the moment um, hopefully Actually just signed with a clothing brand hmm. um, and I think that may be coming out at the end of the year okay. um, But I'm not too sure it could be spring next year um, depending on which country it's going to be
0: wow, retailing that's, awesome. in. that's really awesome. Um, and he- last question. How can people keep up with you? Is it just Instagram or do you have a YouTube channel?
1: Um, mainly Instagram and Twitter. So it okay. is at Tommy Hatto. Uh, I'm a big fan of Instagram, I love posting photos, so if you want to connect with me, probably best to do it on Instagram, but again, I have Twitter too, Um, I occasionally use it.
0: Awesome. Well, Tommy, thank you so much for your time and for answering these questions. No, thank you so much,
1: Ali, it's been a pleasure to speak with you, thank you for having me.
0: Of course.
1: And if you ever find yourself in London, hit me up.
0: I will, Um, I'm always there actually, so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this podcast conversation and that it fed you in some way to pursue your own dreams. Be sure to subscribe to Zaylamag at zeylamag.com, S-E-E-L-E-M-A-G.com, where you'll be automatically entered to win our giveaways. And follow us on Instagram at Zela Magazine. S-E-E-L-E Magazine. Till next time.